Priority Talk. Welcome back in. This is Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis with you uh, for this uh, radio program, audio podcast, and video podcast. You can find this in all formats. We are doing a very special sit-down with Les Bernal, who is the uh, National Director for Stop Predatory Gambling, revealing the truth behind gambling operations. And uh, we have uh, spent, um, well, we've been talking now for about an hour or so about this issue and uh, in, in, in a broad way, but also trying to... Uh, alert and educate us how these, these issues can and will uh, affect Alabama. And so uh, Les is, uh, is an expert on these issues as much as anyone can, uh, can, can ever be, I think, on, on our side of these issues, uh, exposing the predatory nature of gambling. And uh, so if uh, we're trying to take these kind of subject by subject, topic by topic, so uh, go back and find uh, the past conversations, these past segments, to uh, get full up to speed. But um, as we begin uh, this conversation, Les, let's talk about casinos. Uh, we just got through talking about the uh, video bingo machines and slot machines. And uh, oftentimes, of course, uh, we will see those uh, in a state that's legalized gambling and legalized casinos. We'll see those machines in casinos. So talk to us about casinos. Uh, you know, everybody acts like these are just wonderful tourist destinations and brings in all this out-of-state money and uh, it's all it's all just wonderful and great uh, in Alabama we uh, we have three legal casinos they are on, on uh, Porch Creek Indians uh, run those They're, those are federal issues not much we can do about them they can't use slot machines or do table games you know it's, it's kind of a neutered casino but it certainly has the casino atmosphere mm -hmm. uh, they're not hardcore casinos I would say but if we uh, were to legalize casinos in the state and say were we to add five six seven eight more casinos across the state of alabama uh what would that look like what would happen what what happens in other states sure so it's important to understand like what we we don't you know we don't need to speculate what casinos will look like in alabama because you have dozens of states now in this country that have embraced this failed public policy like the experiment with casinos has failed okay and that's why the, there's no grassroots movement for casinos here in Georgia. You, be, I mean, in Alabama, it's being driven by these powerful financial interests. And I'll, I mentioned Georgia because at the same time, Georgia is also being lobbied they for are. casinos. So, yeah. you know, this is, it's all being driven by the industry. So, but, so but, there's no community, there's no, there's no county that's really just out there saying, please build us a casino here in our county. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, what you mean a, by yeah, grassroots. Yeah, I mean, not, not you might have county officials. I'm talking about citizens. Right. Yeah, your right. county officials, they want the money. So any public officials, it's driven by greed. So, yeah. you know, but the people that live in a county, yeah, a yeah. casino not, is, yeah. is seen as a, like a dump or a landfill. That's right. That's uh, right. If you're going to have but one, don't build that, it near frankly. me. Yeah. Or like nuclear waste. But it's thought of in the same way of, hey, if you're going to yeah. have one, I don't yeah. want it near my house. Yeah. But but one, one uh, kind of story I love to tell is in a state like New Jersey, which has bet as big on casinos as any state in this country, and they're also a big, it's a huge predatory gambling state. So in a state like New Jersey... You know, this is just a, a recent poll by Quinnipiac University, okay, uh, has said 62% of citizens said casino gambling has not been good for the state. 
Okay, that's almost a supermajority. Sixty-two percent. Sixty-two percent. Okay, um, and and that they legalized casinos in New Jersey in 1976. So this isn't like you know some flabbing. This is like after a long history now. A of, generation. A, a generation yeah. of people that, that they have concluded that they have not been good for the state. Okay, and the same poll also highlighted that 60 percent also believe gambling hasn't been beneficial for Atlantic City. So the whole logic behind bringing casinos in, well, we want the money, oh, it's gonna re- and it's gonna rebuild Atlantic City, right? So over the last 40 years, billions and billions of dollars have been lost in Atlantic City, all right? Yet, more than, but then two, more than two to one in, in New Jersey, people say it's not been the magic bullet was promised, okay? It, 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 today, the, today the, the poverty rate in Atlantic City is higher, 40 years later, after bringing in casinos. How is that possible, Greg? How is it possible with billions of dollars being lost in that community that somehow the, 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 the poverty rate in Atlantic City is higher? And the reason why that's the case is, which underscores this whole narrative we've been talking about for the last hour, is that this whole public policy has failed. It's a big con. The, the economic impact of a casino is the equivalent of taking out a $100 bill out of your, your wallet, throwing it into the street, and paying somebody a minimum wage to pick it up. It's a sterile transfer of wealth from from millions of people's pockets into the hands of a very wealthy few. And that's why these billionaires lobby relentlessly for it here in, in, in Alabama and elsewhere for these extreme forms of gambling, okay? This is not something that benefits the public, all right? It, it, so that people don't understand that. So that's, that's the heart of this. Besides and, people losing their money, what other uh, negative factors come along with casinos i mean obviously people go there they lose their money even if they win they've already lost more than they ever win you know they, they you lose in the long yeah. run certainly yeah, yeah. so so, so casinos just like like we talk about atlantic city so if one major thing is it, is it again makes more creates more poverty casinos create poverty mm-hmm. they they increase taxes for the rest of the people who don't gamble because all, who do you think pays for all the social services for, mm-hmm. for all the money that people lose uh it, it increases divorce rates because you know one of the spout the spouse will go out and lose the the family paycheck or the family savings or the kids college retirement fund so so d- d- creates divorce which ultimately leads to you know f- far more family dysfunction in society uh, leads to an incredible amount of addiction like the there's, there's no question that the closer you live to a casino the, the addiction rates go up right because before like maybe you travel to a casino if you, if you say you're a gambler but you go to a casino once or twice a year now, instead of going once or twice a year, the business model for regional casinos is people coming to casino five to six times a week. That's, that's so funny that you say that because I just had a legislator tell me that same thing. I won't name them because I try to keep those conversations private. He said he has a friend. Uh, they're, they're in South Alabama. He has a friend. He gambles, and he says gambles big when he goes on vacation, but only when he goes on vacation. He right. goes to casinos. He said, but his friend had told him, if there was a casino nearby, I would be there all the time. Right. He, know, he knows that he yeah. would be. Yeah, you go after work instead of going in the gym. Like people may, maybe grab a cup of coffee in the cup, cup of coffee in the morning. Like those are habits that usually are healthy for people. Here's an example where like you put in a local casino. You have a tough day at work. You have a, you have a fight with your wife. You know you just lost your spouse. You know whatever it may be. You go to the casino. They treat you like a king or queen. Mm-hmm. As long as you're losing money, like you start going there every day after work. Or, or you skip work and just yeah. keep going in the casino, stay up all night, well, and you. Stay and we there. have common friends who have lived that life. Yeah, you, but, you tell that from knowing people that that's happened to them. Yeah, but, but this is the casino executives openly acknowledge yeah. that their business model for these regional casinos, 
it's people coming five to six times a week. Yeah, and they like, pray you those in. Are the tell, tell me how that because they they have concierge services. Uh, they'll call you at work. Yeah. Well, the, the hey, term, are you yeah. coming tonight? Just hey, like, I'll have yeah, dinner yeah, for you. Yeah, I'll the, have a girl here it, for it's you. It's very similar to the word. Most of your listeners know what the word parasite means. It's yeah. Like, it's a parasite. Like, so the, the formal term that the casino uses is a host. They assign a host, host to yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. And and what they do is they call you. Hey, Greg, we haven't seen you this week. Come on down. I'll give you fifty dollars worth of free slots play. Yeah. You know, or I'll give you down fifty dollars worth of free dinner because the, they know they, they track your play because you play with a consumer card in the machine. So they know how, how fast you play the machines or how much you wager at twenty one on a regular basis, how long you'll play for an evening or during the day. They know what your price point is, how much you wager on each spin or each hand, and so they will encourage you to keep because they know for every every half an hour every hour you sit in front of a slot machine or at a blackjack table or a craps table they know how much you'll lose and so the goal is to keep you coming back again the theme of play to extinction the whole marketing thing is how do i get this person to play until all their money is gone what about prostitution uh human trafficking all that because casinos and and money laundering go hand in hand so if you're if you're in a business that's has some kind of illegal aspect to it drug running uh, uh, you know, immigrant trafficking, human sex trafficking, they love the introduction of casinos because you have all this cash that you need to launder. So money laundering in casinos, they're, they're married at the hip. You go into a casino, you don't have to, a casino doesn't have to report more than 10 grand of winnings. I don't have to identify you mm-hmm. unless you have more than 10 grand. So I go in with nine grand of cash and push it through the slot machines and then and then I get a ticket so that I have, you know, $8,900 of winnings. I go to the, the cash out window and, I, and now I get to pay taxes on that. Like, So, yes, I'm paying taxes on it, but now I've washed all that money. I can report it as gambling winnings. Yep. And so I can put that into real estate, any, in any other stock market, any other business that I want to do. You yep. know? And so that, that's what people need to understand. And, and, and speaking of the stock market, I think it's a critical point for many of your people to understand, including legislators, because there's a lot of pretenders of knowledge who say, well, the stock market's gambling, Greg. No, no. You know, the, the, stock, the stock market and gambling – you know, commercialized gambling are 180 degrees different. If you if you take ten, you know, a thousand dollars and you put it into a Standard and Poor's 500 index fund and you leave it there over 20 years, that money is going to grow exponentially over the course of that 20 years. You're going to have a lot more money left over. You're building wealth slowly. You know, that that's called investing. Go take that thousand dollars and buy go buy a thousand dollars worth of fifty dollars scratch off tickets mm-hmm. or, or put a thousand dollars into slot machines. Like instead of making you money over the long term. It's a mathematical certainty that over the long term you're going to lose every last dollar of that. So it couldn't be, you know. So that's that's speculation. So people who who do day trading or you know gamble on you know do derivatives trading like a form of invest like yeah that's that's speculation. That's that's a form of gambling. But investing in a stock, I own a piece of a company. Yeah. It couldn't nothing could be further from the truth. Well, other people can win along with you in the stock market. That's uh, right. P- other people have to lose for you to win. That's right. In in well gambling. Well All right. Said. Before we get away from this, let's talk about you know a lot of people uh, will will leave Alabama and go to other states like Mississippi to go to their casinos. Uh, how much money is really lost from one state to the other? I mean, can Alabama expect this big gain of money because now we'll have our own casinos? Yeah. So as I said at the beginning of this conversation, the state of Alabama today, the citizens here are, are far better off financially. Their families are better from a public health standpoint standpoint, and from a, a family dynamic standpoint. And the state's coffers themselves are all in a better place because you haven't had a lottery in casinos these last 25 years. And so the argument that somehow people are going out of state and you're losing money, this is the reality. 
that we call that the that's we call that the, the they're going out of state narrative. Like it's, it's a phony recycled public relations strategy that national gambling interests have used in every single state in America to breathe artificial life into efforts to legalize casinos. So what's really happening is it's like it's like you're losing a dollar to save a penny. Right? So the idea that you're going to legalize casinos in in Alabama or legalize a lottery in Alabama because you, you, you're losing some money, you know, in theory, losing some money to Georgia and these other states. It's the equivalent of losing a dollar to save a penny. You know, the idea that somehow no one's going to Georgia five to six times a week to buy lottery tickets. No one's going to Mississippi five to six times a week to play casinos. Okay, you do that. You bring those things into those forms of predatory gambling into Alabama. Now people are doing that stuff every day. You've created a whole a whole statewide network now of citizens who are habit, habitual gamblers, citizens who were once, you know, small earners who and who are small savers. Now they're habitual gamblers, all as a go- government program if you do it. And it's a government program where the evidence is overwhelming that it's been an epic policy failure in every other state. We are visiting with Les Bernal on this very special edition of Priority Talk, uh, a series of segments uh, talking about gambling in America and uh, how it relates to Alabama. He is the uh, director, the national director of Stop Predatory Gambling, revealing the truth behind gambling operations. And uh, we will continue this conversation in our next segment. We do hope you'll join us. Priority Talk. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry your friendly hometown dentists in Coleman. Hi, Alabama. This is Robert Jeffers, Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. Thank you so much for listening to Priority Talk with my friend, Greg Davis, right here on WXJC. And we welcome you in. Greg Davis here, Priority Talk Radio, on a very uh, special edition as we visit with Les Bernal. He is the National Director of Stop Predatory Gambling, and uh, we are revealing the truth behind gambling operations. Uh, And uh, this is a series of segments uh, for our radio, podcast, and video. Uh, So we hope you'll connect with us on all of those levels, and uh, these are going to be made widely available um, because we know uh, you may have jumped into this discussion at any point, and we encourage you to hit our podcast page, and uh, you'll be able to find these eventually at our Facebook page as well as we uh, put these up uh, 
for people to, uh, to see and to share. Uh, we have covered a wide range of topics uh, concerning gambling. We do know there is a heavy push to legalize gambling in Alabama, uh, not only uh, uh, casinos that we just kind of got through talking about were, uh, you know, the kind of the farce of casinos being this, uh, uh, this great thing for a state, uh, but we also want to touch on lottery and sports betting as well. Uh, so let's talk about lotteries. Uh, Les Bernal, our guest. Uh, Les, uh, lotteries, uh, I mean, they're just a uh, wonderful thing that uh, absolutely changes your state for the better. And, uh, you know, people win big, and um, it's all wonderful, and uh, it all works out perfect, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, one of the key things, as you know, like that's – that is the message that you hear from lottery executives and lottery lobbyists. And it funds all kinds of great things. Yeah. But, again, if you look at the states and kind of reiterating all the arguments that, you know, the lottery is kind of the bedrock of predatory gambling in America. It's the foundation of all yeah, of it. It's the base of it. Yeah, it really is. So um, today, in online lo- uh, lotteries today are really operating like online casinos. So your neighboring state of Georgia, which you hear a lot about here, okay, just to summarize their lottery a little bit, they sell $50 scratch-off tickets the citizens making $7.25 an hour. The profits that come in from the Georgia lottery goes to, in theory, goes to pay this, this Hope Scholarship Program, which ends up most large in large proportion, those scholarships end up going to middle class and upper class families. Sure. So you have low income people in a state like Georgia paying for middle class and upper class families to go to college. It's the American dream perverted in reverse yeah yeah it's, it's perverted like yeah, yeah and, and and forget like the the, the the more like just as a as a person of faith or the moral aspect to this like we're supposed to love our neighbor you know that like god loves us like the idea that we're openly cheating and exploiting our neighbor to keep them in poverty so our, our kid goes to college like it's outrageous yeah you know like yeah yeah that you, you don't know these people if some kid paid for my if someone paid for my kid to go to college like i'd at least want to know their name send them a thank you yeah note, right you know <laughs> but anyway but 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 georgia now more specifically georgia georgia states like georgia and many other states they're actively targeting young people now because that they're trying to hook a whole new generation of young people our kids teenagers kids you know young adults onto to the lottery and the way they're doing that is coming online so if you were to go on yeah, the i want cho- to mention that because people think in alabama they think of a lottery as going to the convenience store and buying a ticket like you said that's what they think of because they, that's they what powerball and mega millions because that's yeah. what they do when they yeah. cross the state right, right, yeah. line and yeah. they pick well, one they up think when it's they, powerball mega millions yeah. and powerball what you need to do is yeah. get online and go look at some of these states yeah. that have yeah. a lottery and find out that's really not what it's all about anymore. It, it, it's, it's never it, been. It's never been about those games. They make the Powerball and Mega Millions are a small portion of profits for state lotteries. More than seventy to eighty percent of state lottery profits come from scratch scratch off tickets, and that's why states like Georgia and many others sell fifty dollars scratch off tickets in, in a state where people make seven dollars and twenty five cents mm-hmm. an hour. Texas sells a one hundred dollar scratch off ticket. To low income, you know, to low income communities. So, how okay. much of the profits come from from these scratch offs? About about seventy percent, and okay. in some so states, scratch offs are yeah, where the big money yeah, is. And, and some states allow what's called electronic gambling machines. They have video game, you know, video gambling machines as part of the lottery. Yeah, like and, in and, Georgia, they have those. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but in those are games that, that those are also very profitable. And any rapid play, high speed mm-hmm. gambling games, that's where mm-hmm. the money is. Yeah. So. Um, and that, but but the future for lotteries is online. So if you sign on to the online, if, onto the Georgia lottery website, mm-hmm. and look at what a, a lottery looks like today in 2024, it's about online games. So they, they have games on there yeah. with, with cartoon like figures, ladybugs, yeah. cats and dogs, like 
as cartoons. Like, who do you think those those images are targeted? Like, when I, you know, grow, 30 yeah. years ago, there was a national scandal how tobacco companies were using cartoon-like figures like Joe Camel to target teenagers to get them hooked on, on a dangerous addictive product of smoking and tobacco. Today, you have our own state governments are partnering with gambling interests in states like Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, and others, surrounding Tennessee, to to encourage kids with, with these with cartoon-like games to, to get them hooked on gambling. You know, my own state of Massachusetts has, a, during the holiday season, they have a Frosty the Snowman on a scratch-off ticket. Like an iconic figure from the holiday season, they put him on a scratch-off ticket. Like... It, we, we would, it's, it's, it's unreal. There are, state lotteries are exempt from truth and advertising regulations, so they can get away with anything. They, they market as this is your fastest way to a million dollars. Well, we've looked a lot here at Georgia and Virginia. Their lottery is the same way online. It's a, it's a lot of games. I'm talking it's hundreds and hundreds of right. games yeah. where you can go in as little as a nickel, bet a nickel. You know, and, and the promise is you know you can win fifteen thousand if you bet as little as a nickel. And then they're games that like Monopoly and just you know games that people would play on their phones or on their mobile device but you go in now now you're putting money on those games so kids are conditioned to play those games they're because, normalizing because we put a screen in front of them from the moment they're, uh, they're they come out of the womb basically that's right and then now all of a sudden hey i can win money doing this that's so right. you put a nickel down that's right. yeah, i've always loved this quote uh, 1969 this is on your uh, stock predatory gambling.org a new jersey congressman uh cornelius gallagher this yeah. was his selling point yeah he, there were no state lotteries in the nation, okay, 1969. New Jersey wanted to be first. And this was his quote, that if the Garden State of New Jersey enacted a lottery, quote, we could abandon all taxation in New Jersey and increase every service in our state four times over. Yeah, Didn't work out because yeah. now they not only have a state lottery, they've got casinos and online casino gambling and other sports betting. Um, and uh, they were uh, listed not too long ago by George Mason University as uh, the as the 48th ranking worst finance worst physical condition of any state in the nation. And they're the ones who started yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. So here's the truth, the real truth. So, that, so that's part of the lie, right? Like that mm-hmm. that lie. They, they go, New Jersey is a mess. It was going to fix everything. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why the state of Alabama today, you have lower taxes today. Because you don't have a lottery or casinos or the other form of gambling, you have stronger families because you don't have all those other forms of gambling. Your, your state is better financially in a better financial position because you haven't had predatory gambling. It's a, you, you have a state you have less people in poverty because you haven't had predatory gambling these last thirty years. You know, you, you have less gambling addiction in your state. You know, because you haven't been down this have gone down the road of predatory gambling like. Alabama today is far better off because you haven't gone down that road. So, like that's but that quote is, is a million dollar quote. It really summarizes wh- why this is a big con. All taxation yeah. in New Jersey and increase every service yeah. in our state yeah. four times over. And look, it worked. And they've been telling every state the same lie ever yeah, yeah, since. Yeah. And so far, every state yeah. minus four, including yeah. Alabama, have bought into yeah. it. And Greg, that's why this is this is a debate. This isn't about gambling. It, what people do privately is something different. This is a government program. One of the founding democratic principles in our country, and I say Democrat with a small d, is no taxation without representation, right? That's what the Boston Tea Party was all about. Mm -hmm. Today, we have, and that's one of our core principles of who we are as a people, as American people. Today, we have a system in our country of taxation by exploitation. Mm -hmm. And that's what what predatory gambling is, whether it's in the form of state lotteries, 
brick-and-mortar casinos, electronic gambling machines, or online gambling, whether in the form of sports or online casino gambling, okay? We have, we have, we have a system of taxation by exploitation, and the time has come in America where we need to add the principle of no taxation by exploitation right alongside the, our, the democratic principle of no taxation without representation. Well, well, um, the promise of money goes to from lotteries often. They'll put whatever label they need to put on it to, to make people feel like, yeah, let's put it toward that, whether it's a, a you know, a, uh, you know, education, elementary, high school education. It's whatever they can drag it across it's the finish line. It's a dead carcass. Yeah. And they, they're trying to. How can we get this? How can we get fifty percent plus one? And so to, to get people to vote for this or to get mm-hmm. letters. And so they'll come up with any. You know, I predict it's, it's a naked money grab. Man. I predict, and at this point in Alabama, we do not have a, a bill for the twenty twenty four legislative session uh, gambling bill, uh, but it's coming. We know it's coming. All right. Um, I predict that they're going to probably put promise to put this money toward mental health. Have you heard of other states promising that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. California had a whole referendum uh, in two, 2022 to try to legalize online sports gambling, and they were going to use the revenue to pay for mental health services and homelessness. And the, <laughs> I, and the perversity of that, the hypocrisy. Oh, that's, that's circular, yeah, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, but the irony is, is this is an industry that preys upon people with mental health problems. Yeah. And it's an industry that creates mental health yeah. problems in people. So, it, again, it, this is, it's like it's 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 like giving it willfully giving yourself cancer. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's it, it's absolutely uh, dishonest. This industry, what they'll what they'll do, and the, and the guys, this, the legislators that stand up to promote it of both parties, again, incredible hypocrisy because most of these guys don't even gamble themselves. Yeah. All right. This is Priority Talk Radio. I'm Greg Davis, uh, uh, visiting with Les Bernal. He is the National Director of Stop Predatory Gambling, and you can visit that website. I encourage you to do so. That quote that I gave you is directly from the website. It's documented there, stoppredatorygambling.org. You really need to be informed on this issue. Uh, It is going to be the issue of 2024, I do believe, in the state of Alabama, Uh, and uh, it's going to have far-reaching consequences for uh, generations to come. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we will come back with another segment, whether you're on audio, radio, or video podcast. Uh, we'll be back with another segment. We've still got to talk about sports betting, and uh, Les, I find that is the, uh, that's the, uh, the part of this that the people know the, less about, the least about. Yeah. They don't understand what sports betting has become because it's not betting on this Saturday's game and then next Saturday's game. That's right. It's much different than that now. That's They're right. calling a bookie on the phone. That's right. Uh, and it is uh, it is very dangerous and very addictive. And I'll tell you this, if you've got young men in your life, uh, you need to hear what we're going to tell you about sports betting. That's right. All right. Greg Davis here, Priority Talk Radio, PriorityTalkRadio.com. We'll be back with another segment. Did you know that you can choose life when renewing your automobile tax? Choose Life Alabama is celebrating 20 years of license plate sales in Alabama. Over those 20 years, $4.4 million has been given to pregnancy resource centers just from the sales of Choose Life auto tags. Each year, Alabamians pay an extra $50 for approximately 6,000 automobile license plates. The great majority of those funds go directly to local pregnancy resource centers and other pro-life causes. By placing a Choose Life tag on a vehicle, you're also encouraging people to protect the unborn who are made in God's image. In this 20th year of Choose Life Alabama, 
Priority Talk listeners could easily help double the number of Choose Life automobile tags purchased and therefore double the amount of funds given back to your local pregnancy resource centers. Choose Life Alabama is a low-maintenance, high-impact virtual organization with practically no overhead and no physical location. Learn how you can make sure no unborn life is lost by visiting ChooseLifeAlabama.org. Pregnancy resource centers around the state greatly depend on this annual funding from license plate renewals. Learn how you can help at ChooseLifeAlabama.org. And now, back to Priority Talk with like, Greg Davis. Priority Talk Radio, Greg Davis here with you, and we continue our conversation with Les Bernal. He is the National Director of Stop Predatory Gambling. He is with us for a series of segments uh, that are going to air in various formats, both through our radio program, our audio podcast, Priority Talk Radio, and then also on our Priority Talk Radio uh, Facebook page and other video venues. So uh, if you're just joining us, and you're jumping into this segment, you're going to want to go back and find the others as well. They pretty much stand alone, each one. You can listen to them separately uh, or in order. It really wouldn't matter. Uh, but um, you definitely want to continue to listen because uh, we are uh, exposing what we believe is a predatory industry. And uh, we're hoping and praying uh, that we can convince enough people in our state uh, not to uh, legalize and bring this into our state. Of course, we do know that gambling happens illegally. Uh, in our state, certainly it does. Uh, people break the law, and uh, they, they break all laws, quite honestly. Uh, but uh, we have talked about earlier in another uh, convers- another part of this uh, conversation that uh, legalizing something has never stopped people from still doing it illegally. That just doesn't well, work. It adds to it. It adds to it. Yeah. That's right. Really, all you do is you move the goalposts for the people who do it illegally. That's you, right. they just cr- it just changes the game, but right. people that break the law break the law. They don't just suddenly That's line right. up to be... Uh, to, uh, yeah. to, to just fall in line and follow all the laws and be squeaky clean. That's not the way they operate. That's right. So uh, sports betting, uh, that's something we haven't gotten into. Um, certainly uh, sports betting is illegal in the state of Alabama uh, from, a, uh, a, a, from a commercialized standpoint. Uh, now, as we said earlier, um, you know, people making bets between themselves or something like that, you know, just personal. Okay, that's not really what we're talking about, okay? That, that, I don't think that's very wise to do myself. Okay, that's another issue. That's not good stewardship, but that's another issue. Uh, but when you start getting into commercialized sports betting, uh, then then you're getting into something else. Now, m- many people think of sports betting as uh, betting on the Alabama or Auburn game on Saturday, but, but you know, betting on the line of the game, and then then you place another bet next Friday for next Saturday's game. Uh, and maybe for a long time, maybe that's sort of the way it was. All right, you call your bookie and you get your call. You know, you get it in. Uh, but uh, that is not what sports betting is now. Les, tell us what it has become. That maybe many people just don't realize how how uh, predatory this has come, especially on young men, and and just how addictive it has been it has been made to be uh, because of the access. Sure. So so a couple quick points I want to emphasize right out of the gate is it's already you know anyone in Alabama can place a friendly wager with a friend or a coworker already. So I just want to be clear. You, you can already place a sports bet with each other. What has been illegal in Alabama is you cannot run a sports book. Okay, you couldn't be the person taking bets because the business, as we've talked about throughout this series, 
is inherently it's a form of consumer financial fraud. It's a ripoff. It's a it's a it, that, that's why it's, it's been illegal. Okay, so today in in our country. We have, and I will say that those who, there's public officials, state legislators of both parties who stand up and say, hey, people are doing this anyways, we should bring this in. What they're referring to is the March Madness brackets, Super Bowl office pools, that type of stuff. Like, again, that's form of social, that's form of social gambling. People have already been doing that. People aren't doing it, you know, they're not running it as a business. It's on the fringe of, of society. Right, it's just it's just part. You know, it's not being advertised in the middle of games. So I just want to make sure that's clear right out mm-hmm. of the gate. Mm-hmm. But what's happening today is in our America, we have an epidemic of child and teen gambling in every state that has legalized online sports gambling. And the reason for that is, and you, if you watch a sporting event in the last three years, you know what I'm talking about. Is almost every other advertisement is a relentless, you know, barrage of advertising luring people in to download these sports gambling apps onto their phones and computers, you know, to go to your local, you know, sometimes even restaurants will have, you know, sports books now sure. and, and place bets. And it's not just betting on the on the outcome of a game. It's betting what's called in-play wagering. So we talked about how addictive electronic gambling machines were. What the gambling industry has tried to do is make the experience of playing online sports gambling or betting on sports the equivalent of playing a slot machine, meaning that you're betting, instead of betting like, on the outcome of a game, you're betting every five seconds. You can bet every play. Yeah, every play of a game, every pitch of a baseball mm-hmm. game, every play of a football game. Is the next play going to be a run or a pass? Um, more, more, more than five yards or less than five yards. Yeah. A- everything a, like that. Anything you can imagine to keep you in constant action, and and through the internet, they get, have you in constant access. So it's like it's like literally opening a Las Vegas casino right in your kid's bedroom or in your own living room or in your workplace. Okay. And so, and they push you, they, they constantly are incentivizing you to keep, to keep gambling more. If you've taken out, say you realize you've lost too much, they'll send you, hey, here's $100 worth of free free bets to try to keep you in constant action. Because they know if I can keep you gambling, you're going you're gonna to keep chasing your now, losses. Now, do they really give you $100 of free bets? Well, they'll give you $100, but you have you can't pull that money out. You have to place the bets. A lot of times, uh, yeah. you know, th- these big uh, ads you'll see on TV. $1, but to get the 100 do you have to bet 500 yeah, so yeah, it depends on on the gimmick. Okay, on the, yeah. on the, but, but again, again, s- s- commercialized gambling, starting with state lotteries, these guys have been exempt from truth and advertising regulations under the Federal Trade Commission, uh, un- unlike any other business, because the Federal Trade Commission has let states regulate gambling. Gambling has been seen as a state issue, and so they left it up to states to decide for themselves. I and mean, because states are a partner with the industry, and they want the states want the money. The states are making money from this. This industry gets away with business practices that no other industry gets away with, whether it's lotteries, casinos, and now online gambling. Mm-hmm. And so, so in terms of how it impacts kids, as you have kids today, you know, as young as eight, nine years old, you know, on playgrounds and school cafeterias, who who kids who used to collect baseball cards growing up, now they're talking about parlay bets, you know, which is a, a way to, to bet on sports. It's they're talking about, you know in play wagering those types of activities and so you have kids today walking in with their parents into gamblers anonymous meetings in state after state where this has been happening and this isn't just like where state lotteries and brick and mortar brick and mortar casinos the impact of those they really impact in terms of the 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 gambling impact really affects lower income people generally Mm -hmm. this is an issue that's now impacting in in addition hitting low-income families it's also hitting middle-income and upper-income families. If you if you kid watches sports, they're getting hit by this. And one of the things your listeners need to understand is 
at the in the big picture, this isn't even about online online sports gambling. The online sports gambling is what gets people to sign up. So whether you're a brick and mortar casino that operates sports gambling, or whether you're an online sports book like DraftKings and all draft, these, yeah, DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, Caesars, so on. Like you can't watch a sporting event without seeing them. Yeah, I mean the, they're yeah, every, yeah. So but those companies at their core and where they make the bulk of their profits, it's not on online sports gambling. It's on online casino gambling. So there's presently six states in America. That where they they could ram through online casino gambling as well, and so what they do is you know whether it's brick and mortar casinos or online sports books, sport it sports gambling brings people in the door, okay, it gets you to sign up online sports books, it gets you to sign up on the app, but then what the goal is is to legalize you know build build a database of gamblers and then cross market you to the online casino piece, okay, so now instead of you know NFL season is 17 games right regular season. But what they really want is you wagering on online slots seven days a week, 24 hours a day, online blackjack, online roulette, constantly. And they'll incentivize you with free slots play, you know, to, to cross you over from the sports book onto the online casino piece. So, so people that's what are playing real. casino style games. Yep on their mobile device, on yeah, their phone. Just they, like don't the go, yeah. they don't have yeah, to go yeah, to the brick, yeah, brick yeah. and mortar. And, yeah, yeah, and so and I, you should say, like, in, the, in, the, in the, the, the state lotteries today, just to bring up them for one second, they're offering these same type of online casino-like mm-hmm. games. So that's the future of the industry, is to bring it online into your home, and it's like playing, it's like playing a slot machine, but on your phone, tablet, or computer. And so you, you can just sit in your pajamas and literally lose your, your retirement savings, your Social Security check, your kids' college tuition, your rent money, your mortgage check. Well, I've heard stories of, of young men, in particular young married men, uh, laying in the bed besides the, beside their young wife and basically losing everything they have overnight while their wife sleeps. Yeah. Uh, maybe they got behind on an NFL or an NBA game uh, that night. And so less people need to understand they start chasing because of their losses. And they don't want they don't want to have to tell their wife the next morning I lost thousands of dollars, so then they can even begin to bet on sports on the other side of the world. That's right. In, in, in different time zones and uh, and, the, and by and, sports and we're sport, talking sports about sports they've never even heard of. And, and, and by sports, it's not that they're following the team. No, it's that they're betting on like Belarusian table tennis games yeah. in three a.m. Trying okay. to catch up from yeah. what they lost on basketball or football yeah. or baseball yeah. that night. They're betting on squash, you know, you know, from India. You know, squash games like has nothing to do with the sport and it's just Those. it's about keeping them in constant action because because again we're talking about a known dangerous and addictive product under the as that the American Psychiatric Association has recognized as addictive as as dangerous as opioids cocaine and heroin and that's what they're they're pumping in through the internet in partnership with state government so Alabama today like w- the the evidence from states is damning the idea that anyone would stand up and say this is good for the people of Alabama is it's 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 incredibly dishonest okay and dangerous what they're doing let's tell me other countries that um, have gotten ahead of us on, on online betting in particular sports betting um, they're starting to scale it back aren't they because of the uh, the issues that have come with it societal issues they're yeah. scaling it back yeah so a, a country like Great Britain the UK, embraced online gambling like no other country they were really you know the last 15 years but now in that country the pendulum is swinging back because so many young people have been harmed because of online gambling it's it's really like it's like it's like gambling fentanyl you know what I mean like like why would you allow your kid 
to, to use gambling fentanyl. And that's what, that's what online sports gambling is like. All right. And so here in the, in, in today in the UK, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot of major issues there. They have Brexit. They've had COVID, all these other stuff. Some of the stuff we've been dealing with. But a top five issue today in the United Kingdom is gambling reform. Because, in, in, you know, in the words of members of parliament, they have, they, just, like we're about, just like we're having an epidemic now of, of child and teen gambling, they've been suffering from an epidemic of child gambling for almost 10 years now. Mm. And so they have a whole generation now of addicts of young people who become addicts to gambling. Now, we do say you know, children become exposed to this and get involved in this, and if you think, well, how can they do that? It's not legal. Look, your kids can get online and figure it all it's out. It's normal, yeah. They, and, they use and, the parents' and, credit and, card. And, it, and I was going to say, it'll yeah. show up on your credit card, yeah. and you'll be going, oh, they, my. It's, it's so easy. They, they, they can create what's called a virtual private network mm-hmm. where they sign in differently. They, use, or they, they They create a, an account in their parents' name, use the parents' credit yeah. card. I mean, think how many times parents give their kids credit cards to play video games. Like you can buy yeah. a, if, So, like, a lot of parents have no idea what their kids are doing with this. All the, a lot of times they have an older sibling place bets or, or, or a friend's older sibling place bets for them. Or they themselves sometimes will be a bookmaker at school. They just they themselves start betting. Kids start doing this themselves. It's unreal. So if you, if, you know, we talk about, if you don't, you know, we, we talk to kids about drugs. We talk to them about pornography. The day has come where you need to be talking, if you have grandchildren, kids, nieces and nephews, you need to be talking about your kids about predatory gambling just like you talk to them about drugs and pornography and other dangerous and addictive products. Plus, I'm amazed, even here in our state, that uh, how how much sports betting is promoted by legitimate outlets, media outlets. They promote it, even though it's illegal. Yeah, that's all they talk about. Yeah, it's and 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 how you can call this number and go to this yeah. website yeah. and it's illegal in our state yeah. uh, that it, I don't know how you can promote something yeah. so heavily uh, to the public and encouraging them to do something that is against the law yeah so we the reason why stop predatory gambling is the most politically diverse movement in the country we, we, we pull from the political right and the political left it's one of the few things that people can agree on that we should reform this as well and the reason for that is there's in this country you know, this in America's most neglected major problem. We have this gambling power that exists. It, it's made up of gambling operators, our state government officials, and, and federal officials of both political parties, big media companies. Okay, they've they've come together in this 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 kind of cartel to to, to promote these dangerous and addictive forms of of, of gambling to to profit on the expense of the American people. Okay, so you have media companies like ESPN, your local sports networks, all these guys promoting. They're making money from all the advertising. And, and not just those. I'm talking our local outlets. Yeah, the lo- it, it, local. local newspapers. In a state where yeah. it's illegal. Local newspapers <laughs> are making money from this. It's yeah. funding, the, the, you know, newspapers have been suffering. So now they have a whole sports staff dedicated to talking about sports gambling because the gambling operators well, make so much. It's, so, it's, 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 it's very it's, dangerous. And if you've got young men in your life in particular, uh, you know, kids, teenagers particularly, yeah. college age, they have the up into young adulthood, yeah. they're in the bullseye, they're after them. It's, it's uh, marketed as though yeah. you can't it's, even enjoy. It's an enjoy. epidemic. It's the only way to describe it. It's an epidemic of teen and child gambling you in America. You can't even enjoy watching sports unless you yeah. bet on it. Yeah, and I mentioned sort of the, the, you know, the New York State, Government said the number one demographic calling into the gambling addiction hotline today is young adults and teenagers. All right, be aware, my friends. Sports betting very dangerous. This is a series of segments, uh, conversations with Les Bernal with the Stop Predatory Gambling. He's the national director. Uh, Much of this information at 
stoppredatorygambling.org. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back with another segment. This is Priority Talk Radio. Priority Talk. Did you know that you can choose life when renewing your automobile tax? Choose Life Alabama is celebrating 20 years of license plate sales in Alabama. Over those 20 years, $4.4 million has been given to pregnancy resource centers just from the sales of Choose Life Auto Tags. Each year, Alabamians pay an extra $50 for approximately 6,000 automobile license plates. The great majority of those funds go directly to local pregnancy resource centers and other pro-life causes. By placing a Choose Life tag on a vehicle, you're also encouraging people to protect the unborn who are made in God's image. In this 20th year of Choose Life Alabama, Priority Talk listeners could easily help double the number of Choose Life automobile tags purchased and therefore double the amount of funds given back to your local pregnancy resource centers. Choose Life Alabama is a low-maintenance, high-impact virtual organization with practically no overhead and no physical location. Learn how you can make sure no unborn life is lost by visiting ChooseLifeAlabama.org. Pregnancy resource centers around the state greatly depend on this annual funding from license plate renewals. Learn how you can help at ChooseLifeAlabama.org. Marketing can be overwhelming because the marketing landscape is full of holes to lose your money. Stop trying to piece your marketing together. Start marketing with a purpose. Dot Edison Marketing is your full-service marketing partner. They are your business's outsourced marketing team. Call them at 205-332-3728. That's 205-332-3728. Or go to their website at dotedison.com. Hey, everybody, this is Kurt Cameron, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. This is Priority Talk Radio. Greg Davis here uh, hosting a a series of conversational segments with Les Bernal from Stop Predatory Gambling. He's the national director, and uh, we've been uh, had an overarching conversation about the the dangers uh, and the predatory nature of gambling. And, of course, uh, we're doing so because of what we know is a big push uh, towards uh, comprehensive gambling in the state of Alabama. And uh, we want to make sure uh, all sides of the issue are known. Uh, and, uh, you know, the side that wants gambling, uh, they get their message out real well. And so we want to make sure the other sides of it are told as well, the dangers and the nature, the, the pure nature of what this is. So we have talked about in these uh, segments um, a wide-ranging, um, you know, overview of, uh, of all aspects, really, I think, of, uh, of gambling. And uh, let's talk, though, the one thing we probably haven't touched on, less is responsible gambling. Uh, does that exist? Yeah. So we use that phrase in quotes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Responsible gambling is has been is a phrase engineered by the gambling industry in partnership with uh, these state problem gambling councils, including here in Alabama, to create the impression that somehow people are being helped. Right. Because two thirds two thirds of the public doesn't gamble at all. And as we've talked about throughout this series, that the business model, whether it's for state lotteries, brick and mortar casinos online sports gambling, electronic gambling machines, it's based on the addicted gambler. They don't have a business without the gambler. So, um, 
And so it's just a made up phrase to create the impression that somehow people are being protected. But so there's two, so it's just a PR campaign. And so there's two key things I want to emphasize about that is the question I love to ask proponents, like these the legislators that carry the water for the gambling industry, is I'll say, what percent of gambling profits is based upon turning citizens into addicted gamblers? So how much money comes from addicted gamblers, okay? There's at least a dozen independent studies from the last decade that show pro- addicted gamblers generate generate up to 60% of total gambling revenues. Online gambling represents 86% of online gambling profits come from 5% of the players. Mm. The whole business model is based on addiction. State lotteries, this is right in the New York Times, 70 to 80% of, of lottery profits come from 10% of lottery gamblers. So the whole business model is, is getting people addicted. Okay, as a government program, we're doing mm. that. So that's one key thing. And the other question I love to ask is, what percent of gambling profits comes from people who follow so-called responsible gambling codes of conduct? Because you hear all these, even the NFL, they're all advertising, oh, responsible gambling. So what percent of those profits come from that? Well, Natasha Schell, who's the, the, you know, the nation's leading expert on gambling technology and electronic gambling machines, she wrote a very prominent book that was gone on 60 Minutes to talk about it called Addiction by Design. In her book, she references that there was 75% of players um, walk into a casino as so-called responsible gamblers, like the people who don't gamble beyond their means. Mm -hmm. They represent 4% of gambling profits. They're virtually virtually irrelevant to the game. So that's why this part of the whole con is that people, um, you know, people know this is a re- they, keep they talking act like about, they want responsible gamblers but that's not what they really want it's all, it's, I mean, they, their business model is based on getting you to be out of control and the last thing I want to briefly mention is there's a whole marketplace today for non-alcoholic beer non-alcoholic wine non-alcoholic spirits okay you know you think there'd be a gap in the in, for a commercialized gambling operator whose primary focus is responsible gambling okay in the entire world there's not a single gambling operator who markets themselves as the quote unquote, we're the responsible gambling operator. And the reason for that is it's not financially viable. Mm. There's no business in commercialized gambling without the addicted gambler. So you can't do this in a way. When they talk about we're gonna protect people, all this stuff, the whole business model is about exploiting and, and cheating people. What about the ones that, whether it's online or in person, where they'll, they'll allow you to set limits ahead of time so you can't lose it's all any voluntary. more money. It is voluntary, yeah. 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 They know, it's, it's like, Every, almost every state has laws like if, if I'm a bartender and, and I keep serving you drinks mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the whole definition of being an addict means you've, you have the absence of free will so that somehow the addict is going to step in and be like oh yeah I have a problem like that's how that's how addiction works you know you, there's a legal responsibility every other company has a legal duty of care to its customer this is the only business that gets away without having a legal duty of care and for one reason only, that's because they partner with state governments. And that's why no state attorney general in this country has ever brought consumer protection litigation against a gambling operator because the state is a partner to it. Okay, It's, like it's putting Dracula in charge of the blood bank. Yeah. Les Bernal with Stop Predatory Gambling. Tell us about the work that, that the, the organization does, which I'm, I'm happy to be a part of. Yeah. Um, you're here in Alabama helping us uh, these days. But... Um, Tell us about the, the work that you do across the nation, the organization does, and the foundation. Sure. So we're, we're uh, in all 50 states in this country. We're a national nonprofit or so a public charity, and our mission is to reveal the truth behind commercial, commercialized gambling operators to prevent more victims. Um, 
you know, we, we're, so we're a national advocacy network in, of, made up of individuals and partner groups that come from all political stripes. So we, mm-hmm. we pull from the political right and the political left. We're really, really, I like to say we're the most politically diverse movement in the country, and that's something we can, we're very proud of. Um, and and our, funding, our funding itself doesn't, we don't take any money from the gambling industry. It just comes from the selfless giving of our board and from, you know, mostly small contributions from individuals across the country and a handful of foundations. And we need a, we need a race. If you're somebody who cares about this issue, we need your help both from a, from a time standpoint and financially we need your help. And the, the last thing I, I just want to emphasize in terms of what we stand for as a movement is we believe at our core, th- this isn't about gambling, this is about our, our values as a nation, that we believe people are worth more than money. You know, we, we believe that, that in the dignity of every human person and that no one is expendable. And this is a, this is a government program that renders millions of Americans as expendable, as roadkill. You know, it's taxation, by exploitation, and it's been, it's been the experiment with legalized gambling in this country has failed, and it's time that we ended this failed policy. And Alabama is a better place today because you haven't gone down this road. And then, in terms of the, the daily work that we do, we do relentless, endless amount of interviews with national, state, and local media about you know putting a spotlight on the impact that predatory gambling has had on society and how it's failed America. Um, we. Well, we, I know, and with the Super Bowl yeah. coming up, yeah. there'll be a big emphasis on that yeah. because it's a big topic yeah. around that time yeah. of year. Yeah, we we collaborate with with um, you know state coalitions like here in Alabama uh, of all political stripes to prevent extreme forms of predatory gambling from being you know brought into states. We kind of spotlight the truth behind the industry, what's, what's really happening. We produce you know fact sheets, white papers, that type of thing to you know research mm-hmm. to, to identify what the issues are. Um, and, and the last thing we do is we, we really provide a lot of expert testimony before Congress and state legislatures and local, you know, local uh, bodies of government yep. to really say, like, why states, you know, why states and why local communities should not embrace Which this. Which you've done here in Alabama for yeah. us on yeah. occasion. Yeah. Uh, well, great work. And they do uh, lobby in D.C. and are trying to attack this from a national level, yeah. from a federal level. So yeah. if you want to support legislation uh, that would um, hinder the, uh, the gambling movement across America, uh, it's got to be done at the federal yeah. level, really. Yeah. I mean, we're going to work it, on the state level. But if you want a good fight and, and one that's, you want to be involved in America's most neglected major problem, if you're passionate about the future mm-hmm. of your state and your country, this is your issue. Yeah. And I would encourage you doing a lot of great uh, videos on social media, little short snippets that uh, give a lot of great information like you've done in this uh, series of segments. Uh, people follow on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, it's all out there. Stop predatory gambling. That's right. You can find it across all. And uh, the go-to resource for the kind of information that uh, we've shared about gambling on uh, this series of segments is at stoppredatorygambling.org. So if you want to know the other side of the story, besides what you're going to hear uh, in the media and the public mostly, uh, head to stoppredatorygambling.org. Les, it's been a pleasure, my friend, and uh, we will continue to fight the good fight. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you.